This is episode P, Prism Healing with Courtney Earle. This is A is for Adversity, a podcast about navigating the obstacles in life. Thanks for joining us this season as we talk about how a community can help. I'm Jen. And I'm Rachel. We're here to be a part of your community this year as we learn together. Hi, Courtney. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's a delight to have you. Courtney is one that I met through the Daybreak Business Networking Lunches, and so it's been great to connect with more people and have them on my podcast. Would you introduce yourself a little bit to me and my audience? Yes, I am a lot of things. (laughs) I am an art teacher. I am an emotional and energetic healer, and I am practicing spiritual and emotional healing in many different forms. Um, And so I started Prism Healing to kind of be an umbrella to all of the many things that I do, trying to learn more about divination, shamanic practices, ancient healing practices, modern healing practices, all things healing. Yes, that's so great. And like many people that I've met, you're also a mom, mom entrepreneur. I am. So I'm growing my business while I'm growing my little tiny humans. So I'm just, I feel like my business is still a very much a baby business, my little baby. And she's just, you know, almost about to turn a year old and very teeny tiny still. So my kids are starting school this year. They're all in school for the first time. And so I'm hoping, you know, this gives me an opportunity to focus more on this baby. Yes, that's so great. I love that. I love that comparison. So what does community mean to you this season? That's the topic I've been focusing on. And I was curious what what you thought about it. Community has been a huge study of mine for the last couple of years because I, um, I joined a group called Nourishing Kin and our whole premise was to create a community, uh, like-minded people who are all looking for belonging, looking for just kind of where we where we should be and who nourishes us and things like that. And we discuss a lot about community. We read the book in kind of a side book club that we kind of have. We did a a year long study on root and ritual, which has a lot to do with belonging and community and just kind of what it means to be there for each other in the most authentic ways. And so a lot of what we talk about is just learning how to break down the walls that we build between each other even mm. inadvertently, not knowing it, but we build these walls and we um, are trying to bust down those walls and be more authentic, more available, and even more focused. A lot of us tend to overextend ourselves in community. We try to be a part of every community and all the communities and you know, school mom communities and book club communities and all the communities that can possibly be. And so just learning how to say there are direct focus to what we want to spend our time and energy on and what is most valuable to us and what is going to bring us the most sense of authenticity so that we can focus their energy on that. That's so good. I love that. I feel like I haven't really thought about that concept a lot, but it's true. If you care about everything, you don't really care about anything, you know? So if you really focus your efforts that you're focusing on what really matters and what's important to you. So that's great. 
So is that the group that you went on your trip with or was that a family trip recently? So that's my other issue is I have way too many communities. No, I, I didn't do that. I, we tend to do like wheel of the year events with Nourishing Kin, which has been awesome. And they've started their own kind of um, Facebook and their own kind of thing to kind of bring people in. So we're sort of a like-minded group because we wanted to connect. We wanted our community and belonging to connect to the land. And so we kind of bring in our own kind of what are our roots? What are our ancient roots from a lot of us are from Northern European ancestry. And so rather than trying to feel like we want to connect with maybe what the indigenous people's practices here on this land, understanding that that is, this is their indigenous land and that we ourselves have a connection to our own indigenous homeland, which is usually Northern European ancestry. So one of the things that I did recently is I went on a pilgrimage to England to kind of reconnect with that part of me. Like, where do I come from? What are my people, people's practices and things like that, rather than maybe um, culturally appropriate what maybe the indigenous people do here. <laughs> but that is, this is their homeland and this is their motherland. And like, what is my where does my ancestry come from? So I went and did a pilgrimage to all of these sacred sites, learning about the healing practices of the Druids and the Celtic people. And that was incredible. I hopefully have brought back a lot of what I've learned and can use that in my, in my practice at Prism Healing. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like I haven't thought about the identity part of traveling because for some reason, traveling hasn't really stuck out to me, but giving this spin on it of identity and where you come from and belonging that just opens up a whole new door and just things to think about so that is so interesting i really appreciate you sharing that and talking about belonging and how that relates so why else do you think we don't belong sometimes or feel like we don't belong that is a really good question because we we dive into that so thoroughly and talking about a lot of us it came from other ancestry so we we are not indigenous to this land in north america we call it turtle island if you've read braiding sweetgrass and talk about like this is turtle island and she's our adoptive mother because she still takes care of us and she's here we're here living on this land but for a lot of us that are, are dealing with our generational trauma generational healing we come to understand that a lot of us it came from other lands, we sort of have one foot on the boat still. Mm. And we don't even realize we do until we recognize that we do. Like, do we belong here? And by belonging, meaning like on this land, do we feel like we've integrated ourselves with it? Or, or did we feel like we came here just to master it? And so we're kind of decolonizing ourselves before we do the work of decolonizing like what our ancestors probably did which was come here and be like this is mine <laughs> and this is my land and this is what I'm going to do with it um, but just trying to kind of reverse the clock on that and say okay what does it mean to actually belong here what does it mean to belong on this land and be apart from our homeland or our motherland or, you know kind of explore that throughout a lot of the things we've done we also talk a lot about belonging in the sense that in a community with each other, we tend to have a sense of kind of masking up, uh, especially in Utah culture. I mean, this is, I've been a, a lot of different places and I find it to be very prominent here, if you will. 
that in Utah, we tend to have an, a culture of performing in mm. that a lot of us are performing goodness. And if you are always performing goodness, you cannot totally authentically connect with each other. Mm. So again, the healing work that I do is helping people to understand that all parts of themselves, whether we call it good or not, and I don't really believe in good or bad, that's just my personal philosophy, but getting in touch with our shadow selves are all complete and whole selves and all, all the sub-personalities that make us the whole person we are is also being able to show up in relationships with others as our full selves and to be like, here's me, here's the mess, here's the here's what I'm good at. Here's what I have to offer all the parts of us and being totally authentic with each other. And I think sometimes we don't even realize that we are performing when we are in relationships with others, especially, especially women, we tend to perform for each other. Like, look at me. I'm a good wife. I'm a good mother. I'm a good. Well, what if sometimes you're just not (laughs) right. And that's okay too. Like, what if you did yell at your kids this morning? Cause you were really frustrated. Well, isn't, I mean, if we all kind of admit to doing that from time to time, we can connect with each other and maybe even help each other. So for sure. So tell us about Prism Healing. How did this come to be? And when did this all get started? So for me, I've been interested in this kind of work for um, probably all of my life. My mom is an avid reader. She loves to read all kinds of things about spiritual and self-help and psychology and young. And I mean, we, we have family discussions that just go deep, deep, deep all the time. Yes. um, I was a teacher early in my youth. Uh, I was an elementary school teacher. And um, while I loved doing that, I started having my own children. And then life and the adversities of life get in the way. I call them many deaths. Now, when I talk to and um, I'm not a licensed life coach, but I do feel like the work that I do helps coach people in life. So I say, you know, we all kind of have these mini deaths, right? Like moments in our life where everything we thought we were doing right, everything because of our neural pathways, we decided this is life. This is how we do it. This avoids pain and this brings me happiness. At some point, those beliefs become challenged, right? Like something external happens. Um, Sometimes it's divorce or death or something you weren't in control of. And um, for me, it was addiction. My husband struggled with addiction and um, was kind of in the closet about it for many years. I didn't even know he was struggling so much. And when that all came to light and he was trying to recover, and of course, there's a lot of struggle, relapses. I mean, just a lot going on in our family. And um, I had just given birth to twins. So that was all happening at the same time. And for me, that was like my cocoon moment. Like I was goo, right? Like I was a caterpillar and then I was goo. And then I was like, what am I doing? What do I do now? Like what? I have no idea. All the things I thought I was doing right in life. I was now challenged with all the triggers of like, wait, that didn't work. It's not actually helping me. And so I had to completely, I don't know, deconstruct my life from start to just kind of go, okay, so controlling doesn't work. That was my game. I was like, I'm going to control all my people. I'm going to control everybody and force them into being exactly what I want them to be. And then we'll all be, safe. I'll be good. And when I realized that didn't work, 
I had to go out searching for my own identity, my own new way of doing things. And I found the Institute of Healing Arts, which I did their um, full program. They have a year long program where I learned to do integrative processing technique. And that is where you use the energy of color to um, work through your emotions and work through belief systems. And the idea of that process is to move out what no longer serves you and to replace it with what new way is going to work and or what new way you can live life and uh, raise your vibrational energy. And at the time that I was doing that, I started studying Reiki, which is healing energy and uh, became a certified Sui Holy Fire Reiki master. And I just started combining all the things I was learning about the um, ancient ancestral practices of the Celtics and the Druid people. And I'm going to continue that line and as I study more of that. And as I piled that on, I decided I'm going to start prism healing. Prism is another word for like colors, rainbows. As you can see, as an artist, um, those of you listening can't see, but you'll have to book an appointment with me. Come and see my art room. Yes. And you can see behind me here that I, um, I already love art. I already love teaching art. So for me to incorporate the healing energy of color into doing art just made sense. It was like, this all works. This all flows together. And I can help people work through their many deaths, or hopefully, even if they're not having a many death. Maybe they just need some healing work anyway. They can come to me and I can help associate whatever is going on in their life, whether it be a physical pain or an emotional pain and help dig deeper into what's going on, what belief systems are there and what neural pathways do we need to start working on reprogramming. That's beautiful. I love the marriage of healing and art. That is so great. I feel like we're kind of process oriented. And so just working through that, especially when we can use our hands or, you know, just have a concrete way to, to illustrate what we're going through. And I agree with you too. The mini deaths kind of resonated because I've thought recently that life is full of all these layers and I didn't even expect all these things. And like you said, it just keeps changing and all these things come and it just is so dynamic. So that's great. And since you're an art teacher, your classes are for all ages. I have weekly lessons for students age five to 12. And so I do this every Tuesday and Thursday after school. And I incorporate all of the healing work that I've learned into, um, I call it Mrs. Earl's art and story time because I love to incorporate stories into, you know, being a teacher. That's just part of who I am anyway. But I love collecting stories and stories are such a great way to get a concept across to any age, like wanting to learn more about yourself learning to witness things about yourself. Um, so I use a lot of mythology, folk, folk tales, folklore from all over the world. And we use those as kind of inspiration, or sometimes it's just something that we do at the beginning of each lesson. And then the students get to do their artwork. And whether it's just learning to be creative or it's learning to work out their shapes and colors, they just get to build confidence and they get to kind of use art as a metaphor for life. Like learning to work through things that are difficult, learning to embrace yourself, learning to embrace your art and your creativity as beautiful and wonderful just as it is. And that it doesn't have to look a certain way and it doesn't have to be a certain way. And there's no such thing as good or bad art, right? Oh. So I do that. And then I also have once a month workshops for adults that I do a healing through art, integrative processing technique 
process. I just turned it into a group session and we paint. Yeah, that's so great. Thank you for sharing more about that. How do you feel like healing benefits us as we start to connect with others? Why do you think that needs to happen before we can really connect? Um, I think that healing above anything is just learning to witness yourself. That was one of my favorite quotes that someone gave me. Um, Letha with Essentially Awake, I did one of her workshops uh, and I have to credit her because she's the one that said this. She said, healing is not fixing yourself. It's witnessing yourself. And I, I feel like in order to dig deep into your own shadows, your own parts, any part that triggers you, any part that um, if someone were to say you are a blank and you would get triggered and be like, no, I'm not like get really upset. But exploring that and being like, what if I am? What if I am that? And if I am, does that mean I'm still good? Does that mean I'm still worthy? Does that mean I'm still good enough or lovable? And really being able to face all the parts of ourselves and love ourselves is kind of like putting on armor and being like, well, now I'm like Wonder Woman who's walking through the battlefield and like nothing can hurt me, right? Like absolutely nothing anyone says or does or however they think about me can actually affect me if I already know those parts about myself and I love myself. So I know that's kind of a, an idealistic place to be, but that's what I want to help people to understand about themselves so that when they're out in the world, they can authentically connect with each other without any pretenses, without any masks, without any performances, just here I am. Here's all of me. That's great. I love the visual of armor because it's all there. It's, it's, it it exists, but it's, it's what you've accepted and you love about yourself and you're okay to show up in the world and be with other people. So that's great. Is there any other adversity you've encountered, especially as it relates to like starting a business? Cause I know that's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Every day, probably um, yeah. right now. It's just like my own focus. Like <laughs> my kids are finally in school. My kindergartners just started yet like last week. And so I dropped them off at school and then I have to be like, okay, now I'm hoping that my days are filled with more uh, clients, booking appointments with people who want to do sessions with me. Um, It's kind of hard because I just hop during the day when they're at school. And uh, so if people work, that's, you know, kind of working around those schedules is hard, but um, just kind of trying to be like, okay, let me make really good use of this time. Um, Let me sit down and be creative. Let me write some things. I can do some blog posts on my website. I can do um, some live videos. One thing I love to do is just like share. I love to just share whatever it is I'm learning, whatever it is I'm going through. I put it out there on social media and I figure if at some point I get some followers, I'm kind of like slowly building that. Like I want them to know what I know. I want them to see what I'm learning and see what I'm doing and um, just making good use of that time. My kids are out. That's so cool. Yes. I love that you're willing to share because it's so true. We learn from each other and that might spare us a little bit of adversity seeing what other people have done and experienced. Of course, it won't eliminate it and we'll learn our own lessons, but it's good to then share that with others. So how else can people get in touch with you? You mentioned sessions. Do you offer free sessions consulting so that you know if it's good fit or how does that work? 
Um, yeah, I've uh, always, uh, if a new client is coming to me and they don't really know what I do or understand what it is, it's a lot of people who who book with me, they've had experience and want you know, what I have to offer. But if there's anyone who's ever like, I don't know what you do and I don't know if it's something I want to do, I am happy to schedule just a meeting, just a time when we can get together and just, I can show you what I do. I can tour you through my home and all of the rooms that I use for for different things. So that is always an option. Um, and that's just by getting in touch with me and we'll book a time. Um, on my website on prism-healing.com is my website. And there I have a list of all of my services. And I also have a page describing each and every service that I provide and what they are, and what they do, how long they take, things like that. So if someone was just curious and wanted to read what I have to offer, what what's the difference between an IPT session and a Reiki session, they can read through that. I also have my Instagram that I share everything that I do. And I do videos kind of explaining things too. And that is at prism underscore healing <laughs> on Instagram. Got it. Yeah, I know. It's hard when those handles are taken. So uh, thank you, Courtney, for your time. I really appreciate learning more about you and Prism Healing. Was there anything else that you wanted to share with my listeners? I just hope to see you at some of our events. I post on my social media anytime that I'm doing free events or anything like that. We're doing, I have a collective group of other energy healers and we're all doing a pray drumming event at the Salt Flats for Maui. And we're doing that on 9-9 at 7 p.m. And we're doing this really cool, just drumming and praying and chanting and, and taking donations for families who need it who have been affected in Maui. Great. Thank you for that. It's good to hear about the upcoming events. And I I just love the work that you're doing. I am grateful that this exists because I feel like we all need healing and we all need people and we all need to be true to ourselves and how to figure that out. So thank you. And I will talk to you again soon. Great. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks. Just before we get started, I heard about this grant this morning and it's for moms that are business owners. And so it's, it's the high five grant. And so if you just Google it, you'll be able to see it, but the application deadline is September 30th and they're giving away like from 1000 to $10,000. So yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. That's cool. Right. I know. Uh, I'm going to share it at the networking lunch today too, but I'm like, well, yeah, the more the merrier.